Welcome to this week's podcast of Live Transform. Bob and Audrey here. And before we get to today's podcast with Dr. Richards, it's going to be so good. Yes. We're going to be talking about the hope being the anchor of our soul. Yes. We're going to be uh going through, you know, defining the heart, the mm-hmm. differences between emotions, feelings, beliefs, and thoughts. And it is going to be so helpful for you. And I think that it really is. I think it's going to be really helpful if you ever feel troubled or discouraged. Mm. Today's podcast exactly. is going to be probably more practical than ever. It's just a fantastic episode. But we wanted to take a moment to invite you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, our friends. And Audrey and I, we are doing our very first live virtual event. Yes, it's taking place on September 26th. It's a Saturday with an optional Sunday where we're going to answer your questions. And I can't think of a better platform where we could all be together in our home Mm -hmm. where we can actually be interactive in that, yes, you're going to be in your home watching us, but then there's going to be times where you can ask questions and you can have an input and have a place in this event where it's just, you're really a big part of it. And so we just want to give you one last opportunity before we... Um, well, we have guests coming. Uh, I mean, you being our guests. <laughs> As we in have guests you. from Australia, Canada, There's people uh, Europe, people from around the world. Have so registered. But yes. I want you to be there. Yes. And I, w- I, I want you to take advantage of this opportunity. So mm-hmm. you can go to lovemarriedlife.com and register there uh, for this live virtual event. And I want you to use a promo code. That's one of the reasons I also want to say. It's called Podcast 30, and it'll give you a $30 discount for the virtual live event. So it's Podcast 30. Put that in the promo code area. All of our faithful listeners. And just to kind of give you a a window in what we're doing today, we're actually putting all the gift boxes together where we are sending to those who have registered. Mm -hmm. We've put a lot of time and thought to put some of our favorite things in these boxes, as well as the supplies that you're going to need. An event is always an experience. So we want to help create that experience (laughs) By giving you supplies. (laughs) Yeah, just a a little gift box that we want to send to you, to your home, for you as a couple to be able to make this the most memorable and transforming, Mm -hmm. you know, marriage event. And again, we can't afford just to give information, but we want to be able to experience this together. And that's what we've done to create this experience. So it's September 26th, and we need you to register soon because we are sending out those boxes this week. So um, podcast30 is your promo code, and you can go ahead and give that promo code to your friends. Wow, nice. um, Do it. Yeah, and we can't wait to see. We'll be able to see all of you as we are presenting. And so we're going to see your faces. It's not like a webinar. No, we're going to be able to see your faces. Let's have a great day together. It's going to be fun. Okay. Go ahead and we really want, think an investment in your marriage is really worth a day. It really is to enjoy each other. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for joining us. You will enjoy today's podcast with Dr. Richards. Welcome to this week's podcast of Live Transform. Bob, Audrey, Jim, it's wonderful to be together. We are so thankful that Jim joined us because he's. We, we've decided, Absolutely. again, 
that he's going to be super profound today. We, we pu- we're pushing hey. the profound button. We're pushing profound. the button saying, be profound. profound. Yeah, no, we, we just love I, you guys, our listeners. We love so you. you. Wait a minute. You guys talk for a minute so I can look that up so I know exactly what I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing here, but, you know, so I can get the definition on this. <laughs> right before we started recording, we Bye. were just, you know, just talking about how life can be just so serious sometimes. We got to have fun. Another one is the word expert. Oh, yeah, you're the expert, expert. and you're going to yeah. be profound. Well, but you that, know, see, I know the definition of an expert. Yes. An ex is a has been. Has a spurt been. is a drip under pressure. <laughs> yes, so exactly. an expert is a has been drip. So profound. So pro would be like proactive, yeah. and found would mean like you finally found something. Yeah. So, so I guess being profound means I finally figured found out something. Something right? to talk right, about. Right, 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 right. Uh, okay. Here we go. I'm ready to be profound and an expert. Wait. Oh my gosh. Oh, good. Well, last last week when we were talking about the journey, you know, um, I just, what really hit me and I've been meditating on is that it, ex- if, if you're working on the external journey, it may look like you're succeeding. But when you're working on the internal journey, for me, it feels like I'm succeeding, you know? Yeah. And that is a very big difference because uh, as I was just meditating through just just the pressures of life that we all feel like maybe we do have to really make a profound expert, you know, stamp on this world. And and we do, we take God so seriously and we, we, we take life seriously and that's important to be responsible. But when we get too intense with that, we get pressured into look on the outside, like things are amazing when really it's all about that internal journey with God and following the Holy Spirit in each day. And that's that's just the the release and the freedom and the beauty of of how sweet and simple life can really be. Well, you know, we started this whole thing talking about the the story of Samuel the prophet going yeah. to Jesse to to anoint a king and 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 God made it really clear. And this was, and again, this was the the real starting place for me about. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta get this heart thing figured out mm-hmm. because God because it says you know God doesn't look on the outward appearance. Mm-hmm. Now you know what we we could spend weeks talking about that mm-hmm. because you know you know one of the interesting things I ran into when I first got saved. You know I, I came from a pretty rough life, pretty rough background, and. And you know, was kind of a kind of. I mean, I was scum, but I was also kind of a low-level criminal. Not not a real serious criminal, but just kind of a low-level criminal. You know, just you know, when I needed to get by, or when I needed to buy drugs, or you know, that kind of stuff. I did, you know, I did criminal activity. Well, <clears throat> so uh, um, uh, I was I was not afraid of the people. That most church people were afraid of, right? This was so, like because it was your normal. <laughs> yeah, so I I would go, you know, I would go out to places at, at night and win people to Jesus and minister to people, and uh, you know, and I couldn't, I, I really couldn't understand it because you know I was I was getting man I was kind of getting put on a. You know, on a pedestal, it's like, man, this guy is bold in the Lord, and yes. you know, you know, and all those kind of right. s- spiritual ways of saying it. I'm like, are you kidding? These are the people I used to rob a couple of weeks ago. What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? Why would I go down there and be? Over? There was nothing spiritual about that boldness. Right, right. And, but hmm, interesting. The problem was, interesting. Right off the bat, I started realizing that 
this concept of looking on the outward appearance was exactly what was happening. I was kind of being lauded, put on a pedestal, held as this as this spiritual, super spiritual, whatever. And I'm thinking, you don't know, you know, I'm really none of that. I just, you know, I can I'm most, of, you know, you know, at that time when I'd read the Bible, you know, I I was reading the Book of Job and Pasamis. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, yeah, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about God. All I knew is I was saved and God was good. And that, yeah. that was kind of it. Yeah. But I began to watch it. This whole thing, and you know, I, I started watching. Like, for example, if a, if a car salesman gets saved, everybody's like, "Man, you need to go in the ministry because you, man, yeah. you got oh. that gift of gab. You need." Well, and then they do, and, and they're carnal, and they destroy and use people because really they're not really they're not serving people. They're 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 selling people stuff. Right. Yes. And so and so I started. I mean, it was really early on, which is probably why God started, you know, got me to this particular story in the Bible so early. Anyhow, I started looking. It's like no, you know, none of this is spiritual. I go to these people down here because I ain't afraid of them. I never was afraid of them. You know, I yeah. used to be one of them, you know. Uh, car salesman, he gets up and talks a lot, not because he's anointed or called or gifted. It's because he likes to talk and hear himself talk. And, and so, so you know, there, ha- there, 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 there needs to be a harmony on the inside and the outside. Mm-hmm. If you have something on the outside that you don't have in your heart, then you're a fake. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, wow. It's just that yeah. simple. You're, you're yeah. just a fake. If you have something in your heart that you don't have on the outside, then you're probably fearful more than likely. Okay. You're, afraid, you're, you're afraid to let it come out. And so there, so to live in that place of peace, you have something that starts on the outside that you just let grow, and it, it effortlessly manifests from your heart on the inside to the outside. And it's just a very natural, no stress, not trying to make it happen, not trying to prove anything, right. not trying to impress anybody. It right. just becomes this incredibly supernaturally natural mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. And I and I also just thought of your own self your own contentment. I think if you're I just love that we're just going back to the journey of the heart because just that basic contentment that you're not setting out every day to prove something and you're not to impress somebody, like you said, or that you, you have to understand on that, you know, super spiritual above everyone else because this is so, no, when it's the journey of the heart, it's just so, um, uh, like, no, I was gonna say relaxing, but it's just that place of rest. Well, yeah, yeah, some days, you know, you're working hard, you know, like I, I think of us and you guys right now. I mean, probably since COVID hit in 2020, I probably we've probably worked harder than we ever have, you know, and yet we we still have that place in our heart. We're a place at rest and at peace, you know, yeah. so it's just really interesting to know that it's not interesting. It's inspiring to know that it, this really is that inside work that we get to have this journey in our heart, which is that, you know, that overlapping reality to what's happening here on the earth. Well, you know, you know, we want people to remember, too, one of the things that we talked about early on is uh, like in my book, you know, Wire for Success Program for Failure. Yes. You know, the whole the whole premise or the whole purpose behind writing that book was in good times, anybody that's willing to work hard can can really succeed and do well. Yes, but in in challenging hard times, you 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 have got to be able to follow the voice of God in your heart. And if you don't, 
then you will be trying all of these things that other people are trying. In other mm -hmm. words, you'll be looking at the external things that yeah. other people are doing. You will try to mimic them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and even if they succeed, you might have disaster because it's because it's not really what's in, in your heart. You know, when, when mm -hmm. in those early years when I got first got saved, actually I was out on the streets here in Huntsville and and you know nobody knew who I was. They used to call me the Reverend Mister Black because it was it was uh, it was in cold weather. I'd go out at night on the streets. I always wore a navy pea coat because that's just that was a hippie thing to do. And I was you know I was all that culture and how I looked and how I dressed and and so nobody knew who I was. Uh, but so I'm, I'm you know I'm winning all these people to Jesus and and so um, uh, so many. Churches, really, I, I never wanted to speak in churches. That was never, ever my goal. I was, I had no interest. I, I'm like, you know what? They got, they got regular kind of preachers and people to go in there and talk, talk to those regular kind of normal folks. But ain't nobody out here reaching my people, my background. Right. Nobody's mm -hmm. touching my generation. Right, so this, right. is, this is where I'm going to go. Yeah. So what started happening was so many people were getting saved and getting into churches, and their pastors would be like. Well, where so where did you where did you get saved? How did it happen? They said, oh, there's just some guy downtown that's just walking around talking to people, and uh, uh, and you know he he stopped me one day and started talking to me and shared Jesus with me. I got saved. So that started happening. So eventually, these pastors were like, well, well, "Get me in touch with this guy. Let's <laughs> let's find him. I want to talk to this guy. I want to figure out how he does how he does what he does." So you know, I've told you you know this story part of this story before. You know, so. Right off the bat, the first thing that happened was the Madison Baptist Association approached me, and man, I'm telling you, they 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 they, they were going to plug me. They want to plug me into a church here in town, a big church. So right off the bat, man, I'm making be making good money, and uh, and they were going to get me a scholarship, and I was, you know, they were going to put me all the way through to my, you know, to my doctorate level, pay for everything. And they told me, this is, you'll, you'll you'll never work a secular job again." And, you know, I remember sitting there thinking. Man, this is this is pretty cool, you know. But, but I inwardly it was just like you know what, I don't know. That just don't that don't sound that don't sound like what I'm feeling. So I turned them down, and so you know then the Methodists came to me and approached me, and I turned them down. Then the full gospel businessmen came to me, and I did go speak at you know at a couple of their meetings. I was glad to do that and uh, share my testimony. So then they wanted to put me like on their national circuit and possibly their international circuit, which would have man would have been a pile of money, and it would have made me it would have made me known all over America right. and the, the world. The basic rich and famous dream, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And man, you know, and of course with all of these, at my first. Thought was God. That's cool. I'll get to you know. I get to really reach a lot of people. Get get to reach a lot of yeah. people. Help a lot of people. But then it'd be like, uh, you know what? Nah, that that's really not. That don't feel. That don't feel. That don't feel like what I'm feeling inside. You know. Mm. And so I'm just turning down all of these wonderful opportunities. Wow. Wow. And and you know the the thing that I realize is that you know, I I could have never fulfilled the true passions of my heart, I could have never reached the world the way we're reaching the world uh, following those systems because I would have had to have built a corporate, you know, uh, entity that would have turned into a management job. Yes, yes. And, and would really have alienated me from actually just the closest possible contact with people. Hmm. And so, uh, and so, 
you know, one of the things I want to say to people is like, you, you know, you may not have those same types of opportunities coming to you, but, but you need to understand this. Anybody that's going anywhere uh, creates opportunities. Anybody that's doing anything worthwhile, there are going to be people that are going to look at you. And really what they're going to look at you, and this is what the Baptists want it. This is what the Methodists want it. This is maybe what the full gospel business people, I, I don't know. I don't know for sure about them. But, you know, basically they all wanted somebody to help build their kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so because something looks good on the outside, and even if it fits the criteria of everything you need and everything you've been praying about in your life, just because that opportunity comes, that doesn't really mean that's where you need to go. And if you do, then what will happen at the prime of your motivation, at the prime of your moving toward your true destiny, you'll take a turn because it looks good on the outside hmm. and, and you'll get lost you know, on the way. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So what that means is hearing God's voice in your heart, following the Holy Spirit every day is so absolutely something we can't um, ignore. Or, no. or it's, it's just how that is the most important thing no. because, um, because it's every day. It's not just, oh, great, Jim did that back then. Well, no, Jim, I know for a fact that you do that every day. That you you need the voice of the Lord in your heart just as much today as you did back no. then. Because as just there's going to be more opportunities coming. There's opportunities for Bob and I that you know as well. That's just like, oh, that's 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 not the voice of the Lord in my heart because no. that doesn't feel peaceful. I think that one of the most profound things that you've taught me as far as pivoting, it was about 10 years ago, was to prioritize peace. Because yep. if there's, you can't make good decisions out of when there's no peace. In fact, you make great decisions when you do, or when you are full of that peace of the Lord. And yep. when, when you know God's peace, you know, he can gently lead you and that you're making good decisions. And so I'm just, I'm just thankful that the peace of the Lord is probably one of the first steps to saying, I want peace more than I want success or I want sure. all these other things. Peace is my priority. Well, sure, absolutely. You know, uh, a scripture, a really interesting scripture, um, and, and I've had people throw this at me, and, I, and it's all right that they, that they throw it at me, uh, but... Uh, there's a really interesting scripture. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look it up here while we're talking. I'm pretty sure it's in Jeremiah. Yeah, where it says, uh, they said, well, what is all this stuff about listening to your heart? You know, because Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who can know it? Well, uh, I, you know, I want you to realize something. If your heart is not established in the word of God, that scripture is going to apply to you. And if you haven't established your heart in the word of God, then you are going to, you are going to make decisions based on what you're hearing in your heart. Because we're not saying, um, you're just always going to listen to your heart. We're saying, listen to the voice of God in your heart. Right. Come, come to know the difference between when it's the voice of God and when it's something, when it's something else. So, you know, but, the, and that, I, I tell you, there's a, an incredible truth 
in this passage of Scripture. And that truth is that uh, when it talks about the heart being desperately wicked, and by the way, I, I had a guy up, up, way up in, up in Canada. Where was it? I used to go out there, Prince George. Was that it? Oh, yeah. I had a guy get healed out there of a heart disease, actually, uh, because he, he, he got sick and I'd been up there speaking and he heard me talking about this scripture. And he said, and I was telling him what it, you know, what it says uh, in, in, the, uh, in the Hebrew language. And uh, in the Hebrew language, it basically is saying that your heart is covered with footprints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because it's covered with footprints, then, 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 then it's damaged and so the real truth is then then you can't really trust your heart when your heart is damaged. Mm-hmm. And so and so that's just, that's true whether you're saved, whether you're whether you're not saved. It really it really doesn't matter uh, because when your heart is damaged, when your heart is broken, when your heart is sick, when your heart is covered with footprints, and you always tell people in, in, in today's vernacular, that's like. That's like you spent your life having people walk on your heart. Right, right. And by all these people walking on your heart, it has changed your self-perception. Your, now your heart's ability to perceive is crooked, is damaged. You know, it's messed up because of, of how you have been hurt in your heart. And, uh, and, and, and it will lead you into chaos. And that's kind of what that scripture is saying. And so <clears throat> you have to remember this and, and possibly... I'm not, you know, you got to decide this for yourself, but possibly uh, a lot, a great percentage of the people that are listening to us today uh, might need to kind of go back to some of your foundational things about what you first did when you came to Jesus, or if you're still struggling. Uh, you, you know, man, this is, this is going to sound like boasting. Uh, it's not. I'm going to make it clear. This is not a thing about my intelligence or my smartness or my savviness, but I'm never confused and I always know what's going on and I always know what I'm supposed to be doing. Hmm. I, I'm never, I, I haven't, I haven't, the first two or three years I was saved, I was struggling with it because I had all these voices speaking into my life about what I needed to be doing. And, you know, the only models that I had was ones that were there, you know, and so it, it took me a few years to simplify this and get this where it was not hard and was, was not complicated. But, and I didn't know it, like so many things, I ignorantly stumbled into the right steps. Hmm. So, so you understand that when we come to Jesus, this is supposed to start with, what do I believe in my heart about the resurrection and the thing that I believe about the resurrection, does that bring me to a place of recognizing the Lordship of Jesus? And then does the Lordship of Jesus, do I understand that to mean I am becoming a disciple who all the rest of my life will be seeking to apply his teachings, his modeling, his examples, so that I can live the quality of life and the quality of ministry that he lived? Yes, exactly. And I'm glad you said that. I, I woke up this morning and, and um, I had had a couple of, I'm just going to call them discouraging dreams. Like I remembered my dreams and they were kind of sad. They weren't great dreams. And I woke up with the, like, you, you know, when you just get into consciousness and you go, whoa, like it's, 
I woke up and I don't, I don't feel very encouraged or excited for yeah. my day. I'm sure people can relate to this. Like you just wake up and go, wow, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm excited for my day today, whatever. We have this saying on our wall, um, in our bedroom where we wake up, you know, and these remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So that was the first thing when I opened my eyes, I saw this, you know, big sign. And I looked at that word hope because I thought, wow, I think that's, I'm not feeling, I didn't wake up naturally feeling hopeful, full of hope. Right. It just didn't happen today. And so I remember just in this last couple of weeks when we were recording together, we talked about how you have to empty your cup before you can get it filled with Jesus. And yep. I think our 24-hour increments of a day are those opportunities to say, today, to this for this day, I want to empty myself of whatever it is, the bitterness yep. or the bitter liquid of any kind, whatever that is, discouragement or... Well, that's dealing with the footprints. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and there, you know, something happened in the dreams, you know, it's just, it, they weren't great dreams. And so I, I, I emptied that cup and then I looked at that word hope. For some reason, that's where I zeroed in on. And I know I was following my heart because I was looking at that word hope. Hope, Audrey, Jesus wants to give you hope for your day. Hope that this could be, an, you know, the best version of today when we hope in the Lord and we align ourselves and adjust ourselves to the, to the Lordship of Jesus. And then that song, eventually, first you, first you have to do things by faith. Faith, I saw the word faith and seeing the end from the beginning. This is this incredible day. And you can see the end from the beginning. That's exercising your faith, just like you exercise the muscle. But my, the song that came to my, to my heart was my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And I thought of the foundation of hope is righteousness. Like foundation, oh, yeah. the foundation of hope is not just on some cloud or some, you know, you're putting your foot down and just trying to find a place to stand because a foundation is where you can stand secure and strong because it's a rock, you know? Yep. And so I just thought of the beauty of the Lordship of Jesus. That's why I'm bringing this up is because what I believe about the resurrection and the Lordship of Jesus is going to not only establish my heart, but establish my day. Every day, Absolutely. we get to be established in that amazing hope of, of Jesus and his righteousness. Everything is as it should be, Audrey. There's nothing wrong. I think when we wake up and we start things like thoughts of something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. And it's like, no. It's righteousness of Jesus, which means there all is as it should be. There's nothing wrong. And I and I hope that 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 really helps other people to realize that just because we're the ones talking on this podcast doesn't mean that we need to establish not only our hearts, but our day. Like I, we get these choices every day of where we're going to build our hope. You know, it's on Jesus every single day. Yeah, nobody's exempt from the process, and sometimes no. people look at people in the ministry. And right, think, well, you're not go you're you don't have you're not going through what I'm going through. Right. Well, no, the Bible says no temptation has taken you, but such is common to everybody. Yes. You know, a couple of things I think we need to think about in this, and and uh, for, you know, uh, I did, it wasn't this morning, but yesterday and the day before, man, I just woke up with that troubled feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, I, it wasn't. It wasn't like there was anything I could think of that was wrong. Right. But, but re always remember this: whatever you dream in the last third of your night is venting dreams. Right. Uh, and, and so, and so, venting dream. Uh, uh, so, so venting is that the right terminology? Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, your your last taking out the trash. Yeah. 
No, no, that's the first part. Oh, of the that's night. the Your first part. part okay. Yeah, that's just taking out the trash. And then the middle of the night, the dreams that you wake up, and you can't really quite remember. Those are your prophetic dreams, really. <laughs> and that's where your heart is showing you a future that that you're trying to believe in. That's okay. really better than you believe okay. in. So mm. it's, it's that that's where you that's where your your heart is saying. This is where you're trying to get to. This is what you've been praying about. This is what you mm. you know. This is what you've been talking about. This is what you've been hoping for. So and so so you have to see yourself there. And it's always going to be symbolic. It's never. Right. It's rarely ever literal. But the last part of the night in these venting dreams, you are having symbolic dreams. Even if you don't remember them, you're always having symbolic dreams of letting go of the things mm. that stand between you and your goals. Mm. So that's when you have crazy dreams. That's when you have weird dreams. That's when you have right. sex dreams. I mean, right. all, you know, it doesn't matter because they're all really just they're all they're all a symbolism. They're not. Yes. Yes. They're not about what you desire. You know, you're not demon possessed and fixing to go out and you know jump in bed with somebody or whatever. But also, a lot of times you wake up and you don't remember any dream. You just wake up with that troubled feeling, mm-hmm. and so, and so, so that, that's when you just wake up and you just say, "Okay, I let this go. Whatever this is, I, yeah. I don't know what this, Sometimes I know what it is, and I'm Father, I'm gonna let this go. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and you know, I'm gonna trust you, and I'll just spend a little time, kind of meditating for a few minutes, or mm-hmm. maybe praying in tongues, yes, or whatever, I, right, whatever right. I feel led to do. Right. And, uh, and, and then I just let it go. And then I choose what my day is going to be. Yes. And I think that I'm so glad you mentioned that because the, I, I don't want to get too personal because I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. No. But in right. my dreams last night, it was about um, a certain, you know, hope and dream that I have for my future that it isn't happening at the moment. And I don't see no. the future of it happening. Uh-oh. Bob, this sounds like this about you, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind getting thrown under the bus. It's when she backs up and runs me over again. We appreciate you not. We appreciate you not damaging Bob emotionally today. I just want you to know that. <laughs> oh my gosh! But in my particular personality, I like to push down any negative emotions. So I like to just almost in my overly optimism, not give room and respect to how I'm actually dealing and feeling because that's not, it's not good to bury your feelings alive. Right. And so what this allowed me to do was give room for, and give some, even some respect to those feelings. Like Audrey, it does this particular thing that's happening in your life is hurtful. So let Jesus comfort you. And I did, I allowed the comfort of the Holy spirit to hold me in that place so that I could let it go. But instead of just trying to push it away and say, oh, I hate that I feel that way, I let myself receive comfort, you know, and that was a good thing. And I'm going to tell you something about you. About you. Okay. Because I, in front I, of I, everybody. In front of God and everybody, you know. <laughs> I, you know I, wait, 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 wait. What? I just want to make sure we're recording this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, one of my giftings is to always recognize people's strengths that they tend to not acknowledge or see about about themselves. Yeah. And so you said something there that is 25% true. It used to be 100% true, yeah. but it's 25% true. And this is just a setting where that 25% right. works against you. Right, right. See, because most of your life, you want, you did try to suppress yes. negative feelings. You are correct. But but you got to go, well, wait a minute. Oh, oh. you got to go, ah, 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 hit the brakes. <laughs> and you go, well, wait a minute, though. But 
What about all those times when something comes up and you go, you know what? This becomes an opportunity for me to grow and, exactly. have, and see something better. Exactly. So really, you only do that suppression thing maybe 25% of the time. Right. But the real truth is most of the time you have, you're moving your life from, and I've, I've just watched you do this over years. You're yeah. moving your life from suppressing negative feelings and challenges to just blowing them up. That's what I do. I just blow them up. Yeah. I ain't going to suppress them. I ain't carrying them around me. Right. You know, I'm just going to blow that thing up with the truth. And yeah. really in most of your life and probably Probably because when you wake up, you're very, you know, you're very vulnerable. Your thoughts are not mm -hmm. collected, and suddenly you've got feelings that you don't, you know, you weren't prepared for. And the word you used was troubled. I love yeah. that. Yeah, just a little bit troubled. And so, and so, uh, you know, I'm not saying you're wrong, mm -hmm. but I am saying most of the time you don't anymore actually suppress. Yeah. Most of the time you just blow it up. Yeah, Run thank over, you. I believe that. Knock it down, walk over, right. whatever, with the truth. Yes, and with intention. <laughs> That's true. a lot of intention. Yeah, and, and really, <laughs> yeah. you do yeah. that. She, you probably, you, sometimes you I, that. sometimes I get blown up too. Oh, me you too. Know? I don't dream, man. <laughs> But really, that's what you ended up doing, even though you started out having that temptation. Right, I did. And, and, and I'm, I'm pointing this out for a reason. Yes. You, and you know, I've done this a lot of times where you would say something, well, oh, let me correct that right, just right, right, a little right. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. For, no, <laughs> I, I, love, I know, I love it. The, this is not a, this shouldn't be embarrassing no. for you. What you really did was you had a temptation. See, the, yes. the loss of hope. Yes. Negative feelings. Yes. Fear, dread. All of those are temptations. Yes. They just come to you in the form of, come on, come on. Yeah. Come on, you got something to, come on, you got something to feel bad about. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on, come on, come on. I'll, I'll show you, you what over. You, if you'll wow. think on it for a few minutes, I'll give you, I'll tell you what it is you yes. can feel bad about. Oh, yeah. my god. That gosh. is a temptation. Yes. And so you, yes, you woke up with that temptation. Yes, I did. And you woke up with that first uh impulse mm -hmm. of years gone by to, to think, oh man, I hate these negative feelings. Yeah. And, 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 but you really did not suppress it. No. You blew it up. You took the truth. Yes. You made choices and you blew that thing up. And see, people don't realize that, you know, see, we, we think of temptation just as, okay, man, I'm, Saw a hot chick. I'm thinking. I'm thinking some dirty thoughts. You know what I mean, or something like that. That is know? literally the classic. That is the classic <laughs> one right there. <laughs> so, yeah. So you know, we got we got this concept of temptation. Temptation is is really just any drawing into any thought processes that cause stress, striving, mm -hmm. feelings of lack, feelings of insufficiency. You know, mm -hmm. any, any of those negative things. And, and, but feeling those things is not sin because you right. haven't given into it yet. Right, right. And so, and, and so, you know, Jesus was tempted. Jesus had those same feelings. Mm -hmm. The difference was he did just exactly <laughs> what you did. He recovered sight. He went back and looked at it from God's perspective and said, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. But see, now this gets into this whole thing about renewing the mind. Right. If you, number one, don't renew your mind. And then ultimately influence your heart. Because remember, the, everything about the heart, every aspect of ministry to your heart, you're, you're responsible for. Yeah. The Bible says you guard your heart. Mm -hmm. You establish your heart. You, you, know, you guide your heart. You do all these things in your heart. Now, the Holy Spirit manifests 
Uh, and by the way, in all of those scriptures, the you is understood. Mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't always say it. Sometimes it does say it. But all the directives about the heart is saying you got to do it. Yep. And so, and you do that by choosing what you're going to believe, but especially by choosing what you're going to think. Especially. Now, this is a, if, if they read my book, uh, Moving Your Invisible Boundaries, yes. people read, the, I read this all the time and, oh man, you know, I don't mean to sound negative or critical, but it's amazing how many people will read that book yeah. 20 times and, and, and still don't really get it because they don't really put it in practice. They're not. It's just something they talk about, you know. Mm -hmm. there, there, there's preachers all over the world now because of that book and what I've been teaching about the heart for the last, you know, 30 years or so. Mm -hmm. That you know, talk about the heart from the pulpit all the time. Yeah, they don't, they don't have a clue what they're talking about. Right. They'll tell people. You, you, uh oh, heard my dog. He's a, he's in agreement. He's that's a, that's Hooch says that's true. That's right. He loves his heart stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. but but they'll tell people now. You got to deal with your heart. Yeah. They, but they don't tell them how to do it. And, and they're not bad people. They're pointing people to the Bible. But so you got to know <laughs> how to direct your heart. Right. But, but now here is, a, boy, here's the thing about the heart we got to understand. Oh, man. And listen, folks, write this down. Those yes. Or come back and listen to this. Mark where this is in this, in this podcast and come back and listen to it. There, I, just, I make a distinguish between emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, emotions em follow thought. Yes. So whatever you're putting your attention on. Yep. That causes, whatever you're thinking that, about. That causes thought. Yep. And, and that causes emotions. Yes, good or bad. Now, emotions come on really quick. Mm-hmm. They spike. Mm -hmm. In other words, you know, I mean, you can shift from, and you can shift from low, low, low to happy, 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 right. or happy, happy, happy to low, low, low. I mean, <laughs> that quick. Right. But because emotions follow thought, all you've got to do is think about something else or point your attention somewhere else and your emotions immediately yes. change. Yes. Yes. Now, and with the heart, I, I call what comes from the heart feelings. Now, feelings are very, very subtle. Mm. And feeling, a feeling, see, fault, emotions come on like, bam, gangbusters. Right. So you recognize that something has changed immediately. Very circumstantial. Or you, yeah, very usually, circumstantial. usually very circumstantial. But in, now, but in your heart, because what comes out of your heart is, the thoughts of your heart is based on beliefs. So... Because beliefs are not beliefs are not a part of conscious thought; they're a part mm -hmm. of subconscious thought. Mm -hmm. So beliefs cause feelings, and so feelings emerge very slowly, very mm. subtly, and feelings start redirecting your life and causing you to think certain thoughts, mm. and then those thoughts cause emotions. So, 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 right. so you got this. That's you, you such a good waterfall. picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so uh, here, here's the way the saying goes, and we're going to talk about this in practical life. So, emotions follow thought, and thought follows feelings. Ah. Mm -hmm. and you got to think about this. Yes. Like, like it's a almost syndrome. like a mind bender. Like, 
because yeah. we have to understand how different emotions and feelings are because we've very many times put those in the same category mm-hmm. yeah. because they all have to do with, you know, feeling and emotion. Those like, yeah. I mean, you just put those two together, mm-hmm. but you've really articulated that difference. <clears throat> so now, you know, I can remember in the early stages of kind of developing my understanding of the heart and I was trying to sort out what, you know, this thing about, about renewing your mind, this thing about yes. getting control of your thoughts. And so everything I was reading was, was telling you to that, you know, that you would win your battles by getting control or that you'd win the war by getting control of your thoughts. So yeah. Like, no. What I started to realize was, even if I get control of my thoughts, why do they keep coming back? Right, right. Why do I? Well, the reason they keep coming back is because I still have beliefs that lean toward those kinds of thoughts. And those beliefs are always causing me to have this underlying feeling about certain circumstances, this underlying feeling about my success. And this is what the Bible is talking about when it says that all, you know, that all of your boundaries, good or bad, come from, from your heart. And so I have this feeling that I can't succeed. I have this feeling. Right. It's so subtle that I don't, see, I don't think it in words. I feel it. Right. I, mean, I literally feel it in my body. It's, and, and so, but, but out of this feeling, then this starts directing my thoughts. And so when I start feeling that way, I start thinking about the reasons. Oh, okay, there's evidence there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Last time I tried this, it didn't work. Yeah. You know, it's probably not going to work. My daddy died. My daddy died of heart disease. I'm going to die. I mean, his yeah. daddy died of heart disease. I'm probably going to die of heart disease. Right. And so, and so then you're, you start feeding those feelings, which mm-hmm. remember, thoughts are the seeds that you're planting in the soul of your heart. So once a thought becomes an emotion, because remember, meditation is where you think about something until you experience it as being real. Right. Now it becomes a seed that is planted in your heart. Now it doesn't instantly turn to a belief, but now the seed starts growing. But now you water what, it, you give it attention, yep. you you continue, you continue yep. that journey. You meditate it until it becomes a real experience, yep. until you can, as you said, until you can feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another another one is just the, just the the whole concept or thought is even because it's there, yeah. Therefore, it must be true. Yeah. Okay. And so, you right. know that right. that it, it, it's the it's evidence. there. I, I feel the that. Yeah. Therefore, it must be true. Yes. And then it get, it puts you on that circular you yep. know cycle downward spiral. And yeah. so, and and it's almost as though and. When you when you talk a downward spiral, yeah. at the beginning, it's broad. Yeah. You see? But then the downward spiral becomes tighter. More specific. Yep, yeah. And becomes faster and quicker. Targeted. And all of a sudden yeah. you're just like, it must be true. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, not only not only that, but it reaches the place where it is true in your life. And it, it, it becomes the mm-hmm. reality. Yes. Yes. So so if we do not renew our minds, we have nothing to anchor our thoughts. Right. This, this is really, you know, the Bible says that hope is the anchor for your soul. Well, your soul is, is your emotions. 
So where do these emotions come from? Well, it comes from thoughts. Now, ultimately, I mean, ultimately, beliefs are always the core. But but so if you want to have an anchor for your soul, mm -hmm. then then you've got to be able to control your emotions. Yes, you yes. Know, which, by the way, you know, in our next uh, Ultimate Impact Mentoring program, we're yeah. talking about taking control of your life. Oh, and this is the thing. I don't, I don't know hardly anybody, you know, that knows how to have self-control without putting themselves in a tormenting Position. Yes. I'm so glad that's your next topic. That's going to be so oh, amazing yeah. for Ultimate Impact. That is so great. So, so, all right. So, so something happens. I get into some kind of situation. I, I, I start having these thoughts. Emotions start coming. So, if I have the Word of God, and I know it's the Word of God to go to mm -hmm. and to replace a thought, that is something that the Holy Spirit can work with. Yes, yes. And Jesus said, my words, they are spirit in their life. Mm -hmm. Now, they were words that the Holy Spirit could work with mm -hmm. that became life. Yeah. Now, if I don't renew my mind with the Word of God, then all I have is another opinion. Yes. And that opinion is not spirit, and it cannot be turned into life. It's just, it's just something that as long as I force myself to think about positive things, there's nothing wrong with positive things. It's better than negative things. But I'm going to force myself to think, force myself to think. So as long as I'm controlling this, then I can kind of not sink, you know, I, I, you know, drown under the waters and the troubles. But the problem is you, you just can't control it that much. At some point, you're going to break. At some point, you're, you're going to cave in. And so believe, Christians... And y'all know, y'all know, I hate the word Christian. Uh, yeah. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Do you hate it, Jim? God, like, tell me how you really feel. God never <laughs> called you a Christian. And, you know, when somebody tells me a Christian, that they're a Christian, I'm, I, really what I want to do is I'm like, well, uh, well, I'm a believer, so maybe you need to meet Jesus, you know. Uh, but, but I, I mean, I've had people that classify themselves as Christian just because they were born in America. Right. Or, or just because they, their family goes to church, or you know what I mean, as a cultural, as a cultural type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the the church sold out. Probably, at, uh, well, definitely once once Catholicism came on scene, because we've talked about this, Catholicism did not make disciples, and they didn't even convert people to faith in Jesus. They converted people to faith in the church. Right, and so the con the conversion was a an exchange of of, of religion. Mm -hmm. So now we've got eighteen hundred years or seventeen hundred years of people not becoming disciples. People actually just becoming converts. Mm -hmm. And so when when, when most Christians m manage their life with no sense of what God says about it. Or that it even makes a difference. And you know, by the way, let me just mention this while I'm on this. All of your people can go through uh, uh, you guys, and or they can get it from us or wherever, and get a free book that I'm, that that is out called uh, "The Wisdom of God for a Fair and Just World." Mm -hmm. And that's brand and that new, whole, that, hot that off that the press ebook. Yes, it's so simple. Yes, it explains. If, if the world's not working or if your life is not working or whatever's not working, it's real simple. You have exchanged God's wisdom right. 
for some humanistic philosophy or for right. your opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, because your words, my words, they are not spirit, therefore they cannot be life. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to this. So a person gets into trouble and they start trying to be positive or they run to get counseling or whatever. And, uh, but the real truth is they still never put themselves in a position to choose to believe God's word. They never start uh, renewing their mind and then ultimately meditating on it and, and writing on their heart. Therefore, they have no anchor for their soul. They have no anchor for their emotions. And so they're like a ship that is adrift on the sea uh, with no rudder. That's just being driven by whatever the circumstances mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And even, like I said, even when they try to be positive, mm-hmm. it's still just words to them. It's not spirit and life. And you literally, using that word anchor is actually just, and I'm hoping, listener, that you're hearing this for your life. But for me this morning, this is exactly what happened. I woke up discouraged and troubled, right? And so that was an emotion. That was not a feeling. That was a, that was what, what we were deciding the difference between emotion and feeling. That was just a spike <coughs> of an emotion that was confusing to me, you know, because it's like, whoa, where, where did that, all those dreams and all that come from? And then, mm-hmm. so then I'm tempted let me, I'm just actually just presenting this to see with you and Bob whether I, I'm hearing you correctly. And so so with that discouragement, I immediately am tempted. It's inviting me over to get me evidence. And it did for a few minutes. It's like, yeah, you had that dream because this is happening in your life and this dream isn't coming true or, or whatever this is. And then um, I my heart was looking for... So I saw that thing on the wall because my heart noticed it. I could have been staring at that word hope on my wall and not hearing the word of hope. Yep. But that was there for that, for me to be in agreement that my abiding feeling is hope. I have, I have established my heart in the hope of Jesus Christ as my righteousness. And so yep. because that is a feeling that's established... Now I can just work through, as you said, to blow up that emotion of discouragement or being yep. troubled. Um, what I did was I acknowledged it. I said, yep, I'm emptying my cup. I feel discouraged and I feel troubled, but I'm emptying that. And 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 Holy Spirit, you said, you know, speak in tongues or whatever. But I just said, I don't want to actually blow it up until I get held there. I needed the comfort because yep. God, Jesus likes to validate us. And he, I believe that he, com- that's the comfort. He says, you know what, Audrey, yeah. that your dream isn't coming true in, in that particular area. So guess what? You, I, you, I get to love you here. I'm like extravagantly, unconditionally love you here. And as I love you, it's like that hope is just running through my veins, like, blood, you know, like his, his reality of his resurrection, his life, his Lordship is just changing well, and the direction. Well, remind everybody of what the word hope means. You know, the, the word hope in the Greek New Testament means a confident expectation of a good outcome. Yes. The word hope in Hebrew means something more like, a, it means like a confident expectation of, of a fulfillment of something you imagined, something mm. Good that you mm-hmm. imagine, and so the Hebrew word gets a little bit more into the meditative side of it. But the point is, for hope, you're not just talking looking at hope as just okay, a positive word that means I'm going to have a positive emotion. You you're looking at the word of a hope from a biblical basis. Yes, that says this is what I have in Jesus. This is yes, what I promise in Jesus. It's not this built on truth. fluff. It's built on right. that nothing less than Jesus. Yeah. So you know. 
uh, every person out there, it, it amazes me how many charismatics and spirit-filled people don't read their Bibles anymore. They're, they're hmm. reading everything else, hmm. but, they don't, but they don't, but they don't, but they don't read their Bibles anymore. Hmm. You know, uh, uh, I, you know, and, and the sad part is they probably n either never read their Bibles that much, or when they read their Bibles, they read their Bibles just looking to reinforce some doctrine, right? Or looking up a particular taught. scripture, or just doing yeah. it topically, or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you, you got to go back and start reading, especially yes. Jesus' teaching. Yes. If you if you don't have the Gospels nailed down, you'll get confused about everything else that you read. Mm -hmm. You'll turn it mm -hmm. into something that's not saying. But man, I'm telling you, what you got to get in and read and think about and meditate and ponder yes. how Jesus helped people and, and what He did for people and realize this is what He this is what He's always trying to do for me is the mm -hmm. same thing He did for these idiots. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So you know, you know today in, in, in talking about the heart, I'm kind of thinking so much, and really I was think I, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, you know, just about this whole concept of, of just needing to renew our minds yeah. constantly. Yes, constantly. Con yeah, we're we're under a constant barrage. Yes. To brainwash. Yes. Ourselves. Yes. And so, you know, I, I, th I don't know if it was here that we were talking about this last week or if I was talking about somewhere else, but, you know, th was it here that we talked about foot washing? Yes, 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 we did. Yeah. And that concept of foot washing is the fact, it, you know, is, is the fact that, yeah, you've been made clean, but you mm -hmm. are walking through the world, which means you're mm -hmm. always getting dirty. Yeah. Not necessarily, maybe it's not dirty like getting into sin, but it can be dirty like your thoughts getting influenced. Yeah. You know, you know propaganda, which, man, the world is buried under incredible levels of propaganda yes. today. You know, every, every comedy show you watch now, every commercial you watch now, uh, every uh, every news show you watch, everything you watch now has a subtle propaganda message in it, and and it's all designed to sh to shape your thoughts. You know about oh man, it was this would be back in uh, the eight seventies. I was I was out on the road, you know, traveling, ministering, and so. I was in. I was laying in the hotel resting between meetings, and a, uh, a a commercial came on, and this commercial came on and it started out with something like, you know, it's the cold and flu season, and so then then, you know, they started talking about their product, and man, it's like it's sort of like me and the Holy <laughs> Ghost left planet Earth for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Did you and, have an emotion? And, Did you have a spiking emotion? No, I didn't, man. I just had a spike in reality. And I mean, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, commercials are not designed to oh. sell the product. They are designed to sell the need. Oh. So you listen to this thing about cold and flu season, you start going, yeah, it's <laughs> cold and flu season. Yeah. Right. And th then they show a picture of somebody coughing and right. hacking, and you're saying, I bet that's why I got that tickle in my throat. Oh and my you know, gosh. and then, then, you know what I mean? And then, yep, then yep, you see yep, them in yep. bed, and then it's like, I'll probably be in bed tomorrow, <laughs> and then they or so, and then they come in with the whatever cold and flu medicine. It's like I better get some of that now tonight. I got to take tonight. it tonight mm -hmm. because I I you buy the propaganda 
which makes you believe you need to buy the product. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And that's yeah. why you have to wash your feet at night from all the dirt of all all the barrage day. of everything. I mean, we I mean we call it turning off the truth, but we do have window in our if we really truly guarded our heart. For me, guarding my heart is really paying attention to what I'm listening to and what I'm looking yep. to. That that is part of me guarding my heart because I know how I feel when I watch certain things or do yep. certain things. And I don't I know it doesn't benefit my life. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I kind of, I woke up with that uh, kind of on my mind this Today, morning. Today, yeah. Because, yeah, and I didn't even realize that we were doing a pod, our, our pod, it was podcast today. You know, when, yeah, you, know how, yeah. when you first wake up, yeah. you're just like, oh man, hey, I got the morning okay. free. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh, Sorry, Jim. Uh, Bob and Audrey. Uh, no, I'm glad, I'm glad for it. I mean, but, but you know, you just, so yeah, I, it I do, like I know I was, what you mean. It wasn't like I was preparing for right. a podcast. Right. I was kind of just listening to the Lord in, in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't explain what I saw in my heart. I'm going to try, but I can't. I can't really explain it. And that's why, you know, it's almost like when you enter your heart zone, you know, sometimes you come out the other side and you, and you have some way to put words to something. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for that when it happens. But most of the time, for me, it's just sort of like I go into this place and there are no words. There's only knowing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you just, it's like there's no time when you go into your heart zone. It's not like you don't know if you've been there 30 seconds or two hours. You just go in and you come to know something. And then you come out on the other side and you, you try to find words to put it into well, the only words I can put put it into, which are not the right words, it's just it's just me trying to describe yeah. something, you know, that really yeah. can't be described, was like watching a person fall down, and they and, and and so when they land, it was sort of like, what do they land on? Do they land on water where they just sink under and drown? Do they land on mud where they just get dirty and wallow and fight to survive? Or do they land on a foundation? And I just saw like somebody falling in slow motion and just landing on something. But I could see that it was a foundation of light. It was a foundation of truth. It was oh, a foundation of life. Yeah. And so the you know, you know, this is why the Bible says, you, you know, you, you can fall but not be utterly cast down. If you got something to land on, well, what you land on when things hit you and emotions, mm, you know, slap you really in the face when, yeah. when circumstances suddenly come up that are totally beyond your control right. or your expectation. Yeah. Yeah. That, they may knock you down for a minute. Yeah. But the question is, do you land on a foundation of the word of God? Mm. If you do, you just get right back up. But if you land in quicksand... The more you fight to get up, the deeper you sink. Hmm. If you land in mud, the more you the more you wallow around in it, yeah. the dirtier you get. If yeah. you land in water, you go straight to the bottom. Yeah. And I'm telling you, we are living in a generation where Christians have good intentions, they mean well, but you know, stop calling yourself a Christian. Stop thinking of yourself as a Christian. 
and, and start changing words. That's what I yeah. do. Anytime I yeah. want to change a belief, I start changing my dialogue, yes, my words. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, you know, from now on, call yourself a Christian, I mean, a, a disciple. Yeah. But, but think about, okay, wait a minute. What does disciple mean? Am I really a disciple? Yeah. You know, am I really building my life on his teaching? Call yourself, uh, you know, a son of God. And yeah. just remind yourself that, that, that God is your father and or call yourself an heir, you know, and that, so you have yeah. this. Heir, but call yourself something about your relationship to God. Yes, that, that is means so good. That's actually Christian meaningful. Yes, means nothing. Right, right. Christian means I go to church in this building down here. Right, right. Christian means I belong to this denomination. Christian means I go to church every now and then. Christian means I don't take the Lord's name in vain. It means nothing. Right. From a biblical basis, right. that can protect your heart. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That is so good, Jim. I, I I feel like today's podcast has been so practical. Like, I I know, listener, as you're listening to this, I mean, even that last thing you said, I'm a believer. I'm a daughter of the King. I'm an heir. I'm a child of God. I'm the I'm one who trusts God. I'm one who knows God. I'm one that's I, I seek after God. I, I, I prioritize wisdom from God more than anything else. I mean, that's who we are. And. If we use God's words, then yeah. we have to think about what they mean. Yes. If we use words, remember, Christian was the word that I believe it was in Antioch that the Gentiles started calling right. believers. Yeah. But it was more of a criticism. It was, it was more of a ridicule. Yeah, like it's almost it, like it, a mocking. Yeah, like it yeah, was an it, insult. It, like you guys yeah. run around like you're Jesus kind of thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my, my, my last main thought I want to say, and I yeah. know Bob's, Bob's Ready, he, <laughs> I can tell he is. He is itching to jump in here, and, and we just keep talking over him. But he'll, he'll come up with something profound here. Yeah, he will. Since I didn't, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, th- this book, this free book that I've got. Yeah. One of the things I have a little short section where I'm talking about you know calling on the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, in Hebrew, the word, the root word for name, is spelt. Shin Mem, that's it. And so, uh, if you were to if you were to pronounce the word name, it would probably be pronounced like Shem, but the letters are just Shem and Mem. And so, when you when you think about when God appeared to Moses and says, "Now I'm going to declare my name to you," mm-hmm. and and you know we've talked about this. God says. I am El Jehovah Jehovah, <laughs> and El is the more the fathering right. power side of God. Jehovah is more the mothering, nurturing, protecting side of God. And so it's, it's sort of like he was saying, I, I, you know, all this power. I just want to make sure you understand how I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it to protect you. I'm going to use it to nurture you. I'm going to use it. To, in other words, I'm not El 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 Jehovah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I am El Jehovah Jehovah. Right. But what's interesting, when God says he's going to prepare his name or declare his name, you know, I was looking at that word name in the Hebrew. And so Shin represents a couple of things. Number one, Shin represents fire, which usually speaks of passion. And so God is saying, I, I am going to declare and make clear to you my passion, and and of course, within the word, you're understanding that my passion is in my name. 
And there's a reason mm. I want you to know my name. There's, there's mm. a reason you never want to take the Lord's name in vain. Yes. That's not, you know, that, that, uh, the Hebrews took that to a ridiculous place. It had nothing to do with faith. It had nothing to do with what we believed about God. It had to do with mispronunciation, you know. But, but now, another interesting thing is that the, the, the letter for Shin also repre represents a picture of teeth and a devouring of something that becomes totally mm. consumed. Because chewing does the same thing that fire does. Mm. It, 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 it breaks everything down to its most yes, elemental yes, part. Yes. And so it's sort of like God is, so, so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you who I am, and I'm going to break this down to the most elemental part, mm -hmm. and, 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 and I'm consumed by it, but I want you to be consumed by it. Mm. And then the second letter is the mem. Man, I tell you, I I meditate on the mem. Mm. I mean, I really a lot of times. I just I just I'll just think about the letter mem. Yeah. Now the mem, you know, it's it, we get the M sound from it, and the top of the mem is just like our letter M. Yeah. And that that represents waves, mm -hmm. like the water. Yeah. And so the concept behind mem, there's two different mems. There's what we call an open mem and closed mem. A mem, the mem represents the idea that like water, it, there's something, there's a, there's a message here, but you can never really get the message by just standing in the boat and looking at the water. You mm. can't really tell what's in the depths of this message that God is trying to speak to you mm -hmm. unless you jump in the water. Unless you jump and in. So, so you yes. have to, you have to get in the water. You yes. have to go there. You have to you experience have to, it. Yes. Yeah, you gotta yeah. search it out. You gotta yeah. dig it out for yeah. yourself. You gotta go down and get those pearls, yes. you know, and bring them up from 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 the bottom. And yes, and, and it's got to be your own personal discovery. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can bring it to you. Mm -hmm. So now the open mem, we talked about before. The open mem is the uh, uh, the revealed knowledge of God. It, it's that which everybody can know. Mm -hmm. Now. As believers and disciples, if I'm a believer, what do I believe? Yeah. Well, it don't matter. You know, I got to believe the Word of God. I got to believe what God has said about Himself. Yes. That's the, that's the revealed. Yeah, black and of God. white. It's there. Yeah. Now, if 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 you don't believe what God says about Himself, there's no basis for communication beyond that. You know, that's sort of like when Jesus. You know, when when when. They were like, give us a sign. It's like, well, let me see. I, I fed thousands of you with a couple of fish and loaves. And, you know, I've opened the eyes of the blind and I've raised the dead. So just tell me exactly what kind of sign you think it's going to take. In other words, if, if and he said there is going to be no sign for, for this kind of generation because, because, you know, you don't believe what God says anyhow. You're not believing one thing I'm showing. So why would I give you something beyond what I'm giving to everybody? But in the name of God, that is a, what they call a closed mem. Now, the closed mem represents this concept that it's still a mystery mm -hmm. because you still got to dive in for yourself. Mm -hmm. But the closed mem gets into this, this, this thing of if you have believed what I have told you, now we have a basis. Because remember, God's always been a faith God. Yeah. If you trust me. Yeah. Now we're now we're we're at a place where yes. I can work in your if life. If you can trust me, I can give yeah. you anything. Yeah. So God is saying, I've got this all-consuming passion to bring you a private message 
the leadership of the Holy Spirit, how to lead and guide your life based on my word. That will work for you. Wow, you it's know, personal. Whatever circumstance you're in yes. right now is all real. Yeah. And so the thing is, I mean, you stop and think, wow. we, we don't just not know the Bible. We don't even know the name of God. Right. And even those people who, I hear people preach the names of God that then turn around and deny them in their message because Again, anything you preach or believe about God that is contrary to any of his names is to take the name of the Lord in vain. Hmm. So, you know, I, I don't just believe in healing because I've seen people heal. I believe in healing, first of all, because, number one, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, healing was purchased. In the ministry of Jesus, healing was modeled. In the name of God, God calls himself the Lord God that heals. And there, there's no place that he reveals himself to be different than that. And I promise you, any place that it That's does right. seem to say that is a bad translation. You, yeah. you're, you're not getting to the truth. Powerful. That is powerful. So, you know, when you've got what Jesus accomplished the death, burial, and resurrection, when you've got what Jesus modeled through his ministry, when you've got the name of God and then you've got the word of God to validate it mm -hmm. and you bring that life experience, mm -hmm. you always have hope. Mm -hmm. Always. You always you have all, a reason That to is our anchor of hope right there. That's the anchor Absolutely. for my soul. That, Absolutely. Yeah. And so you know what, man, renew your mind. Yeah. Meditate on this stuff. Know who God is. And read the Gospels over and over <laughs> yes, and over yes. and over until yes. you, until you see everything the way Jesus yes. taught it and, and modeled yes, it. Yes, 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 because these are the thoughts that are the seeds that are being yep. planted right. within our heart. And that's why the Word of God is such a seed. You're planting seeds mm -hmm. as you're reading the Word mm -hmm. of God and planting those seeds in your heart mm -hmm. and watering them with your attention yep. and your your focus. And 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 that that is how you establish your heart so that your, your abiding feelings are those of hope and faith and encouragement. Your abiding feelings are joy and peace. Mm -hmm. And that is worth the labor to that place Absolutely. of rest, you yes. know? Very wow, good. really great, Jim. Whoo, you're, makes me, makes me, you're makes on me fire. Just, makes me just want to feel good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Makes That's me right. want to feel, makes you want to feel great. Yeah. See, when you think about it, your emotions get up and you get charged. Yeah. But even if you're not thinking about it, when that's the belief of your heart, yeah. you know, you just always. I mean, you might have moments of discouragement, sure, like we're sure, talking, right. but you really just always, I always expect to win. Yeah. I always expect to overcome. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it's like if I was sitting out in the front yard and I looked up and there was a bomb coming right straight from my yeah. property, I think, I think, well, I don't know what everybody else is going to do. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is so fun. Oh, good. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks, thank Jim. You. I really, really appreciate you. By and the I, way, yeah. and if that bomb hit and I died, <laughs> yeah. people say, well, what would you do if you died? I'd look around in heaven and go, see, I'm all right. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> see, I told you I'd be all right. Like, this is awesome. I want to remind people, you guys are going to be with us at Heart Physics yes. this year. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're going to have a phenomenal Yes, Heart October the third week. I know, to me it. too. October, the third weekend in October, October 16, 17, mm -hmm. 18. So uh, make sure to put that in your calendar. We're going to have Heart Physics weekend, and yeah. it's going to be fantastic. Also, Jim has a brand new ebook that is available, God's Wisdom for a Fair and Just World, mm -hmm. available at Live Transformed uh, website, also at Impact Ministries. What a great day. Yeah. So be encouraged today. Yes. And just recognize, you know, it was a, a, a 
tempting thought yep. that you blew up. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And you're just, I'm going to constantly renew my mind. I love it. All right. We'll see you next time. We love you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.